This is Michael, you're listening to Models of Masters, and I'm so grateful you're here. I'm breaking down personal stories, learned wisdom, and pieces of insight I hope can help you along your journey. Head over to my website, michaelbecker.org, for much more. And with that, let's get right into the show. Welcome to the Abundance Academy podcast. If you wanna learn how to grow your business to recurring five-figure months, then you need to be right here. I run a high growth automation agency. I'm a content entrepreneur, cash flow investor, and conscious creator. Graduated from Butler University and started a career in the SaaS industry where I leveraged that to build my businesses. As a coach, I've helped over 40 clients from across the world build disruptive personal brands. If you're a healer, coach, or lifestyle influencer looking to leverage automation, systems, and strategy to work smarter, not harder, to restore precious time into your day and create massive abundance, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the show. Uh, man, I think our journey together has been interesting. You know, I, uh, I think you reached out to me when you was listening to uh, Elizabeth April's podcast. I don't yes. even know what the podcast was about, but I know I was on it. You reached out. Yeah. Uh, genuine and then we just joined a, a mastermind together and i didn't know you were in it and so the universe just keep aligning us my friend so we're here man how's your day it's a small world like it really is you know that it's crazy uh my day's good man how are you doing uh for now i'm excited man because i'm ready to get into like this discussion about you know internal transformation shadow work uh yeah. the consciousness the, the planet we live on and so yeah, before we get started like just what is i got a question what is spirituality to you to me so i think that's different for each individual i think in general um your ability to connect to your uh to your feeling of god whatever that is for each individual right and so um for me you know, I was raised in a religion. I no longer subscribe to that based on where my journey has brought brought me, right? But for me, spirituality is just a label that we use to describe our ability to tap into our soul. Hey! About, right? That's good right there. The ability to tap into our soul. I love that. So when did this journey start for you? You said you, you like you grew up in a religion. Well, where did it all start for you to just kind of wake up and like, I think I got a different perspective on religion, spirituality, and just seeing a different uh, lens from my angle. Yeah, bro. I mean, I want to hear about your, your journey as well related to that. But, um, you know, I was always interested in like urban legends and mysteries. Those things really captivated me when I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up Jewish and it wasn't like it was pushed upon me. Um, I had a bar mitzvah when I was 13. Okay. So, like, I went through that that uh, conditioning process in religion, which resonates for some people, which is great. Like, you should you should do what makes you feel good within, what makes yeah. you feel right. And it's not that it felt wrong for me. It's just that as I grew and matured into you know young adulthood, I started peeking behind the curtain, so to speak, a little bit more. I was in a relationship with a girl at the time who uh, she grew up in a haunted house, right? Oh, wow. So that's where I really started to open my eyes to 
you know, the more shifting into like a truth seeking type of an energy as opposed yeah. to just like listening to what others were telling me. And that's when it really, really got going. Absolutely. Yeah, man, I think the spiritual realm is such a beautiful realm when you understand it. I think for people who are in a religious aspect, my dad will always say it's not about religion, it's about relationship. Mm -hmm. The relationship in my eyes is with God, with thyself, right? Like how you feel about your internal self. Because the external, you can look good, it, it can appear to be great, but you might not, you might feel empty inside. And so I think having spiritual currency is a new currency for the universe because yes. as we can see, everybody has followers, everyone's making money, um, everyone's a somebody, which is great, but are you really, right? Right. When you look on the outside, do you fit on the inside? So for me as a young young child at like the age of, mm, between 13 and 15, I just had this epiphany like, this can't just be life. Like I come from Baltimore City, tough background, you know, yeah. many of my family sold endless drugs. People were getting murdered and killed in the neighborhood. But that was my norm. Mm. But I just knew there was something outside of just selling drugs and playing basketball, right? And I just didn't know what it was. I was just curious. But from there, my mom, my dad, um, they were spiritual, you know, believed in the Bible, Christianity. And like I said, when I was 15 or 16, I remember I would just pray, bro, right? Mm -hmm. But the prayer wasn't like mom dad aunt, uncle telling me it was just like a spirit that was coming over me like and i'll be going to bed at night like i gotta pray but it wasn't like it was like i was moved to pray and a lot of you not everything that i prayed for has come to pass in my life until this day i still pray uh, i still believe in prayer um it's powerful if you understand the frequency of it uh and i just always been a person of feeling i can feel energy I'm an empath. I can see someone and know exactly where they're going through or what, what they got going on. Subconsciously, it's kind of like weird. When I was young, it was intense because I was in the environment I was in. I didn't know how to, to articulate that. But now I'm just kind of like, I'm pretty certain. And um, it's, been my, it's been my anchor, really, uh, you know, spiritual currency. And constantly filling it up and learning and growing and being challenged. So, you know. Yeah, and it's like your recognition of that from a young age, of that internal feeling of, hey, this feels right. Something about this, this, this type of a prayer and this type of an internal connection. This is truth. This is more, more true than anything that I have felt up to this point or that has been shown to me by the world, even my parents. I know for me, like once I discovered this awakening type of a um, trajectory for my life it felt completely different than anything i'd ever been privy to before and my eyes had been open it felt like to a completely new world and like you said you know sitting in meditation bro and being able to connect um with your thoughts on a level that you have never had access to prior it's like once you do that for the first time all of a sudden your entire per perception and perspective on life is changed almost instantaneously. And then life becomes about um, uh, finding your, your own connection and your own sense of clarity, right? Yeah, your most authentic self. Because right. the thing is, when you get to that space, that understanding, that inclination, that truth is deeper than human comprehension. It won't yeah. make sense. It's not logical, right? My dad, right. he told me something a few weeks ago. He said, a lot of us have all of the facts and we still don't know the truth, right? Because yeah. yeah. facts, you need, you got stats that support the facts. Like, this is 
statistics saying that you were born at this time on this, but the truth has no logic. Mm -hmm. What I feel, us coming together in this, there was no facts to elaborate why we're here. It's just, it's, 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 it's a spiritual divine <laughs> opportunity for us to connect at a higher realm. And I think we're moved in the world we're living in with so much chaos. I feel like the chaos is forcing or pushing people to get into that internal space to pick up that shadow self, right? Can we talk about a little bit about <clears throat> the shadow work? Because I believe as a kid, for me, my shadow self, I suppressed, right? My pain, uh, my trauma, all because I didn't understand it. And then when I allowed it to come up and drip in certain ways, I started realizing like, okay, this is my pain point. These are my patterns, but this is okay, right? Like you can be, you can have your, your dark days or you can have your off days or you can feel different. It's okay to have anger and fear and all these things I was suppressed because it's like, no, I don't want to be that way because I want to appear to look and feel this way. Oh. And I started realizing like, no, it's part of yourself. It's your authentic self. So your history and your experience with shadow work, uh, how does that relate to your life and what, how has that benefited you and your coaching practice or just life in general? I think like blame has really been kind of a key theme as I look at the inner work that I've done over the last couple of years. And I mean, I'm not perfect, you know, none among us is. Um, there were things that, especially like I would say in my, my younger 20s before I came into consciousness um before i started really consciously embodying the, this light energy yeah. um that i'm not proud of you know like i had i did things that i'm i'm i look at today and i'm like how did that even happen i got a dui in yeah. 2015 right i i still look at that after yeah. having lost one of my best friends in high school to that same thing yeah. and i'm like how did i ever get to that point where that happened and so learning to examine that from an objective you know standpoint and um forgiving myself for crossing a line that i never thought that i would yeah. um I was just thinking about this yesterday like we change so much as we grow as the days the weeks and the years go by and we look back and we're like man like i'm just not that person anymore but we still have to give ourselves grace for the person that we were as we made those what we recognize now as mistakes. And so I think for me, it's just been this continuous process, you know, of recognition, um, you know, acceptance for sure. And, Oof. and just more like observation, man, like learning as we mature and as we become more conscious by, by examining our life. Yeah. And I, and I think it's so crucial to understand that and know that because I just started a new book I'm reading and it's called Taming the Outer Child. And so in the book, you know, we always talk about inner child work. And so the inner child is the younger you, the innocent you, the one who yearns for love, attention, affection, all the emotional self. The outer child is the, the child that is the actions of those emotions, right? Mm -hmm. So like you said, yeah, you probably got a DUI, yeah, but maybe that was the outer child in you trying to control what you wanted, even though that dealt, you knew it was wrong. So it's like we have the inner child, we have the outer child. That's what the book says, and then you have the adult. So the outer child, the outer child is the person who misbehaves, but he knows he's misbehaving. Like, oh, I just had two drinks, then I get three more, or I keep swiping my credit card, right? Knowing you shouldn't do these things, mm -hmm. 
that's that's the outer child. So sometimes for most people, the outer child is really in control of their entire life. Right. And this actions is coming from what the inner child is lacking. Right. So right. if you say something to me and I feel triggered, I might kind of like play it down and laugh and then give my opinion about something. That's because the outer child also protects you. So a lot of us, we just got to forgive ourselves for things we don't know and we're not aware of because these mis mistakes are lessons as well as their blessings. But even for me, like I thought receiving was bad growing up. Like if you try to give me something, I'm like, no, nah, what you doing? Because I used to think you, was one you had one up on me. Like he was trying to take advantage of me. Then hmm. I spent most of my life not receiving. And then I would give so much. And then when I was home alone and by myself, I felt empty. Where throughout my day, there's probably three to four, maybe five people who try to give me something, a ride to work, a bottle of water, um, a compliment that I try to give back. Oh, you, you have really nice energy. Oh, you have nice energy as well. Instead of just saying thank you, right? I, I bottled up all my insecurities and my pain and said, no, don't give me that. And I realized, like, these people are just being authentic about who I am, but I don't see it because I feel unworthy because my emotional abandonment or my trauma. And so once you, you know, Robert Greene talks about the shadow work, the dark side, make it your best friend, right? Make it someone that you get to know and understand. Okay, I understand why the blame or the victim mentality or the people pleasing. That's what I was, a people pleaser for so long, where it comes from. And it's all because you want love, you want affection, you want to be heard, you want to be seen, you want to be felt. And so, you used other ways to fill that void and we, you have lives. But I think compassion, like you said, grace and forgiveness. But congratulations, brother, on just doing the work. You know, I think we don't we don't acknowledge that enough because we feel like, no, we owe this to ourselves. But congratulations, man. Especially especially, you know, like man to man, I think like helping to activate other men as well. Just just to throw this in as an aside is yeah is a responsibility that befalls all of us. And so it's great to connect with, with you in this space as well. Yeah, man, because we need each other. Like we can be vulnerable and be masculine and also know we got wounds. We got deep pain sure. that we don't know how to articulate. Or maybe most women don't know we have the pain because we never said anything. Yeah. And it's deep, it's deep in the subconscious, it's deep hitting. We got it tucked yeah. away where we can't even get to it. <laughs> we just like, no, I'm not gonna let you, I'm not even gonna look at that. But yo, I'm good. What's up? You need something? Right. The whole time, you're like, no, I want to help you. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. Well, I'm really not fine. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. And your ability to activate, you know, with just your natural energy and shifting from maybe being within your own head a little bit, yeah. you know, your own inner and outer child, like you were just describing, to now maybe being okay with that, but simultaneously, like, embodying who you really are to then activate a hundred X, a thousand X, you know, a million X other people around you is the most powerful thing we could do. Yeah. And I think that's my intentions every day I wake up is try to be my most authentic self. And sometimes that most authentic person in that moment doesn't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to smile. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I want to be left alone totally. or, you know, people, if I'm not this, People think something's wrong. It's like, no, I'm just zenned out today. And so I had to allow myself to be okay with other people not feeling or being okay if I'm not how they anticipate me to be for their benefit, right? Because right. it would bother me 
that people would get, feel different if I was different in their eyes. And I said, why do I feel different that they feel different? Like, this is my normalcy for the moment. I can stand on this. I don't have to present myself so you can feel safe and comfortable. I'm safe with myself. Mm -hmm. And that's been, that's, been a, that's been a process that's been challenging because when you come from a people-pleasing background or place, you want to please everybody. You want to make sure everybody's fulfilled. And then I, I have to start asking myself, what does Eric want? Mm -hmm. What do I want? Uh, do I want to go to this event? Do I want to do this IG live? Do yeah. I want to take this course? No, I don't. Okay, no doesn't hurt. So I tell all my clients that no does not hurt. You know, save your yeses. If they spin your yeses wisely, right? So it's work in progress, but it's fun to kind of get the information and be open to get feedback, even when it's not healthy and good, because you only can learn from it. So in your, uh, I wanted to ask you, so in your line of work, when you take on um, clients, or when you started getting into the, the space of coaching people, healers, spiritual people, what like triggered that or what sparked that interest for you to do that um, and scale it? Like, what was your perspective on it? Uh, coaching is never something that I had thought about yeah. uh, before, like two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. Um, and I had my first coach at the time reach out to me and uh, I had no idea what his intentions were, but we ended up hopping on a call and chatting and um, my awareness started to become open to all the ways that, you know, you could really share your activating um, presence and insights with other people and coaching came to the forefront for me, you know, over, over time as one of those, one of those ways that I um, started exploring and working with a little bit, you know, I was, I think I've always been a coach. I just never knew it. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. You know, and just like, I think to be honest, either either you have it or you don't when it comes to yeah. coaching. Like either you have that inherent ability to activate and to transform others and to hold space in the way that is required to truly um, create safety for other people, or you don't. Like it can be nurtured, it can be grown, but I definitely had to grow it. I had to work on it. I'm yeah. still working, nowhere near where I want to be, right? But um, I think once you once you land on what you're here to do. Again, like what we were saying at the beginning of this conversation, you'll know it, you'll feel it, you'll you'll feel again like there's nothing that's ever compared to this, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's beautiful because I don't know if you heard of the uh, the great philosopher uh, Stuart Wow. Um, uh, he talks about he had, he got to look this guy. He's so powerful. He talks about he said the best healers in the world are the people who don't know they're even healing people. They yeah. just walk right past you and they heal you. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says like the greatest teachers and the greatest people of the world are people who've been on the dark and light side. Like the people who've done the worst and now live in a more balanced life because they have perspectives from both angles. So then they're able to kind of divide where a person is to kind of help them. And it's wisdom. I think my friend was telling me earlier, it's like the best friends to have are troublemakers, right? <laughs> <laughs> because like when they were young and they was kind of create trouble, they also figured out who everybody was by doing that. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a talk stuff to this person. If they say something, I'm going to swing, right? And then you realize, like, oh, I can't swing on him. He's going to fight back. And then right. they get all this wisdom, not thinking, and then they grow up and they become older. 
they can give you a better perspective because they've been on that side opposed to someone who's just like my dad told me years ago like it's cool to be spiritual but don't live so much in the spiritual realm that you forget to kind of be a part of the flesh right mm -hmm. and i was like damn he's like don't try to do good deeds the deeds are already done you don't have to go try and be good it's already done and so i had to learn the ebb and flow of just allowing myself to be to not want to go out and have fun to you know to express my feelings in an authentic way or just really be free i say in order to be me i must be free and i think a lot of us especially with social media we give out highlight reel or what we want people to see but people are not putting out who, what's really going on because they feel like they're going to be judged, right? Right. Um, and that's okay until it's not because then you're not living your best self. Not that you got to give everybody that, but you got to make sure you're connecting to that inner part of you to grow you. And people can feel that when you speak and when they see you on your platform, right? Exactly. So, you know, it's beautiful. I So, quick question for you. So, obviously, you know, you've made a very deliberate um choice to leverage your platform for mm -hmm. this you know this this higher consciousness soulful yeah. activating work when you look at the journey that you've taken even from like a geographical perspective all the way from baltimore across yeah. the country like what's what do you think's been the biggest change that you've seen within yourself as a man over that over you know the last several years um or in I your think, business i think in general that's a great question because there's so many things that come up come to mind so the first thing that came to mind i'm gonna be very transparent was to lick my own wounds right mm -hmm. to really look at my wounds and not like because i think i spent a lot of my life like trying to mask my wounds and like hey guys look at me and, and make people feel like i don't have pain and then i start looking at my wounds like yeah you hurt you you, you want love you, you're in pain right like really like looking at my wounds and i think i would say giving myself time because i can like patience i want what i want and i want it now and they they said in the book about the outer child they want what they want and they want it their way yes so for me allowing myself to grow at a pace that's beneficial for the universe cosmic timing not eric's timing right then i'm able to be not only the progress, but the process. Mm. Oh, I remember when I always do this and do that. And, oh, interesting. Look at my body language. Look at my eye contact. Look at my energy. Why am I dancing so much? What am I nervous about, right? <laughs> so just really enduring and enjoying the process, looking at my wounds and being okay with other people not being okay about something I want to do. Mm -hmm and really owning that. And I think that's when my life changed, when I made a decision for Eric and not for the group. What does Eric want? And once I discovered that me being selfish is more selfless than, than I think, my life changed. But I thought being selfish was being like disingenuine, you know, conceited, whatever, all the negative stuff that comes with that. And actually for me, it's selfless because I'm a given. I am given, I give all the time. I don't have to give to prove anything, but I felt that in the past. So now that I give that to me, so I can benefit, and then everybody can benefit from that that frequency, right? Yes, that's so powerful, Eric. Yeah. I wanna so I wanna make a distinction for you know for everyone listening to like, um, 
I think word choice is really important in how we create our realities. And a word that you just said was actually both selfish and selfless. I fit by reframing the way we speak about ourselves. This is what I found for me. Mm -hmm. um, it makes a world of difference, right? And so I think about sovereignty in the way that I used to think about selfishness. And yeah. so, whereas I used to say, I need to be selfish here, or maybe I feel like I'm being selfish by prioritizing myself, my own wants, needs, and desires over others. Now, I think more of it in terms of like sovereignty, like I'm yeah. going to stand sovereign in my own truth. And that, that- What does that mean? Hold on, before we go into, yeah. what does that mean? Cause that's a great word. I appreciate it. What does it mean? So we can have more context. Bro, it's like um, detachment from okay. results and from the opinions or the needs of others. It's sort of this idea of like putting your own oxygen masks on before you can take care of others. Amen. Like the airplane. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great because you're right. Language does depict feeling. Also, yeah. I will add that the meaning we give them, right? Because we can give meaning to words that it might not even have that direct meaning because how we perceive it, that meaning creates a feeling that might not be true. And selfish is one of those words, selfless. I think I had someone on my podcast uh, months ago named Jenna DeVee. He said, uh, the feminine teaches you how to receive it. Uh, and the masculine, masculine is more like how to give. Yeah. But the way we look at it, like, oh, I'm in my masculine feminine energy, it kind of be negative, but it's like, no, feminine is just receiving. Masculine just giving. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. If I knew that, because I was so much in my masculine energy, I didn't know how to receive. Mm -hmm. And all I want to do was give. And it's like, no, bro, you're blocking off your, your, your blessings. <laughs> so sovereignty is a great word. And um, thank you for giving us the definition because detachment is so crucial, bro. Mm -hmm. It's so crucial because I used to be so attached to outcomes, with right. people, with results, that it took me, it, it stumbled my process of getting the outcome because I was so looking forward to the thing instead of being in a micro space of it right the process and enjoying that and letting the outcome be whatever it's supposed to be for the universe not for me yes. right because if i'm trying to control every outcome then i'm not appreciating the income that i'm bringing in meaning that i'm putting in i'm not getting up at five reading the books the meditating uh uh, uh mirror work uh whatever to be my best self i'm I'm not really connecting with that because I want to know I got to get this because it is and it's it's not fulfilling because then you'll be like what's next you know 100% 100% and we have to tie I think we have to tie any goals uh any desires that we have we have to tie it to um helping other people so like I found if I'm setting purely financial goals whether I hit or miss those goals it's like it's fleeting to your point and so I'm trying to reframe really my whole life around impact. And instead of a certain number per month or per year, it's like how many, how many actual people do I want to bring into my business, for example, um, that's going to allow me to help the most people. And that is a more lasting, fulfilling type of a, an outlook, I think. Yeah, because you, you're, you're being intentional about the intentions mm -hmm. and it's provide more value, not only for you, but for consciousness, right? Yeah. Like every day I wake up and I think to myself when I pray, you know, I pray for peace, love and joy, but for me to add value, show me ways to add value today. 
speak the right words at the right times on the right things with the right people with the right minds like this is my prayer right coming through because i only want to do what i'm supposed to do i don't want to do what i'm not supposed to do because then i'm out of alignment of my soul's mission right so if today is the day we're supposed to be on live with you that's what we're doing right because if i worry about like well how many deals did i keep bringing today or how many leads do i get or how many clients it's like i'm missing a point the point is not a number it's a it's a it's a feeling it's a vibration it's a frequency how do i push out this energy that is converting people to tap into their energy so they can become miracles right because right. it's bigger than us it's bigger than us you know it's 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 everything we do we're affecting everybody in the universe whether we see it or feel it or we don't know it so you 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 heard him heard me on a podcast who would have known we would have been in the same coaching program what six months a year later right right <laughs> so thank god for opportunity and platforms to share our knowledge and our wisdom and, and there was something in you that made you make a decision to reach out and now we're here so we're, so we're connected we always was connected yes it's just the, our vortex was putting us to come stronger so we can really connect so powerful man amen got some questions I saw a good comment from Ashley. If I'm so focused on the outcome, I cannot focus on the income and thus I avoid the now. Mm. So, great point, Ashley. I think what you're really getting at, you know, is, um, you know, how, how can I, how can I create the maximum output and help the most people um, while also hitting my goals and and not but not being focused on on the outcome in a way yeah. that's distracting me from being able to do that right eric any thoughts yeah so the first thing that came to mind was surrender yeah surrender. let go let go of attaching to anything because here's the thing right our best times in life happen when we're not thinking about it right like I remember for me, my best basketball games was when I wasn't thinking about what I was going to do. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm about to shoot you. I, I just shot the ball. You know, um, I don't know if you saw um, Goodwill Hunting with uh, Robin Williams and uh, I think it's Matt Damon. Yeah. And the girl was asking him at Harvard. She was like, how are you so good at, how do you play? And he was like, I just play. Right. Meaning that he's not putting no attachment to how he plays. He just is It's like love. I'm just showing up this way and whatever comes from this process, I'm happy with that. But if I say, when I come this way, it has to be this, then I'm not getting the best out of it. It's like even with, with, with dating, like you go on dating sites and already the connotation of a dating site has a frequency on it, right? So you think everybody you meet, you're supposed to date or you're supposed to hook up with, or you're supposed to, instead of saying like, hold on, this is a person who has a life let's see who this person is instead of saying oh can we date are you my one it takes us out of building rapport right and so the same like in sales it's like if everybody i come to i gotta sell to them before i know them then i'm never going to be able to have them convert into my my world because i'm coming from that perspective so i would tell her ashley thanks for commenting i think just not be attached to the outcome the only outcome is the income you put in it's the work yeah showing up that's the only that's the only thing you should worry about if you show up every day and if you show up god willing for sure the results are going to show so it's it's simple it's just not easy because we're programmed to see tangible things 
to make our inner feel confident enough to know like, oh, I did this. I Some wins are intangible. Yeah, and like one thing I would add on the back of that too is like, you know, figure out how you can create leverage in your life or in your business. And there's there's different ways you can create leverage, but what it really comes down to is your ability to scale your value. Um, and the more people you're able to help, uh, easier, right, for, for you and more efficiently for you, but on as large of a scale as possible. And, and that could be audience, right? Eric has cultivated a platform with a large audience that allows him to have leverage in the amount of people that he can connect with and his total addressable market, right? I'm bringing this down to earth, really more from a marketing perspective for a second, but like that's gonna help you to, to expedite, you know, what you're able to do. And it could be audience, it could be systems, it could be teams, right? But start thinking smarter, not just with your, with your business, but with your life as well. Yeah, that's a great, I like that tagline. You should, that's just something, go in someone's bio, I help people uh, scale their value. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, that's huge. Yeah, because bro, that's so good, because here's the thing, on this platform that I'm, I'm speaking from, all of my followers and people come from so many different genres of work, backgrounds, but the reason I'm able to do this is because I'm mastering myself, I'm not mastering a profession, if you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not just motivating them i'm doing other stuff i'm i'm, I'm allowing my entirety of who i am show up in whatever way the universe wants me to show so if i'm supposed to do tv i'll do tv it's supposed to do a podcast i do a podcast i'm supposed to talk life i'm gonna talk life i'm supposed to you know you know do the like i'm not putting myself in a box where it's like um i always tell basketball players i'm the former ball player on that played at the college level and i'm like basket anybody that plays a profession for a long time they have an identity crisis because what you do is not who you are, right? That basketball goes away, your job goes away, that relationship goes away, God forbid you don't get divorced, now who are you? Mm-hmm. And so my number one thing with all my clients and just people in general, get to the root of who are you? That's where the real value is gonna come from because then you can really scale because now you're giving people not just the motivation, you're giving people the vulnerability. Like, yo, look, I went through this, but it looked like I come from this, <laughs> right? Right. And then you're able to add more value because now you can relate more than just one way. So it's, uh, I mean, it's helping people scale their value, bro. I don't know where that came from. I think you got to take that. Um, I'm using that tagline. You have to. I've never heard it. I'm like, how do you help person scale their value? Like, that's smart. But yeah, you're down to make money anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah, so when it comes to... Uh, when it comes to like growth, right? And spiritual awakening, uh, what do you think is happening in the universe at large? I think you shared something in the DM yesterday about shadow work. I'll get to that soon, but at large in the world, what do you think is happening to everybody and what's really going on from your deep perspective? So I would say for people that aren't familiar with my page, like just take a look through that. Some of the things you may resonate with, some you may not. like my goal is to kind of paint the picture of what I feel and what I see based on what I've read and learned and researched, you know, over the last three years. Um, I think there's so many different initiatives and things that are happening, like not just on a planetary level, but, you know, on a galactic level and universal level that we're just not privy to, um, unless you're able to tap into that frequency and start to extract that data. Right. And so, um, you know, I think one of those things is 
what's happening on the planet right now is kind of reflective of what's happening throughout the galaxy, which is um, there's just a big mix up right now um, based on this larger project from what I've learned is that like negativity being cleansed systematically throughout our galaxy right now, which is being reflected on this planet as what feels like upheaval, um, craziness and chaos, right? And that's what we see on this level of consciousness because that's where we're, we're at right now. Yeah. So if you don't have the perspective of that expanded view, then all you see is the COVID and the restrictions and the mandates and the vaccines and all of this stuff. Um, you see school shootings and just so much negativity and it's like, why the world is going to shit. So I think from that perspective, you know, it's hard to argue that point. But if you if you're open to looking at things right from 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 a different lenses um, and to say before something can be can be realigned and cleansed and brought to love, it first has to purge all of the negativity. Mm. I think that's what we're seeing right now happen on the planet. Yeah, because that brings up another question I've been trying to figure out for the last three years. Because I've been doing a lot of research on just successful people. I mean, I've been doing it most of my life, but this question in particular, and I talked to a, a close family member about it. Yeah. He's pretty successful in his own way. And, you know, even some of my clients, their pain points and stuff they've been through in life has been like, if you see them, you would never know, right? So my question to you is like, why is it, or maybe it's not a why, but why is it that maybe that's how I see it why is it that for a person to be not extremely successful but have success and have some type of uh, gain financially materially or just outwardly right but just in general why is it that one has to go through some type of pain or chaos or uh, a setback or just from my research I've been seeing a pattern that people who are great or who appear to be great they went through great struggles and adversity i'm like why is it like that or they have to sacrifice time money energy to get like what what, what do you think like i'm curious to know maybe there's no answer but <laughs> i've been thinking about it a lot wow dude that's such a great question yeah. I, I think a lot of it also crosses over to the spiritual side as well it's like before we decide to take this incarnation on this planet what types of agreements what types of uh, themes do we want to you know explore once we're inside of the body once we're born um, again like that's my perspective but I believe that more mature souls take on harder incarnations and I think the reason that we choose a lot of these preordained um, you know what feel like disadvantageous circumstances from the outside is to allow ourselves to feel the full spectrum of human emotion and experience. And so, again, to the soul, um, what may feel hard and traumatic for us, I believe may, may feel more like expansion and growth from that perspective, but it allows us to then have that two-way feedback loop with the soul through which we can then heal and communicate and gain wisdom and that's really what it comes down to is like, the more you endure and the more of that expanse of human emotion that you can feel, like the better you're gonna be able to, number one, overcome that and help other people do the same, but just become a more well-rounded individual. Got it. So it's like you have to experience, and this goes back to what you said, language, um, pain, right? Because pain can be traumatizing for some and triggering, or maybe you have to experience some type of challenge or hardship 
you know, adversity to get to the other side of your perspective for your soul to kind of right. live out purpose, right? Exactly. Because to, on my journey, I had to go through, like you said, a mature soul has to go through. I believe I'm an old soul. I've been here before for sure. Um, so there's a lot of things internally that I, that I get downloads on or I get information that comes. I'm like, why am I getting this information? If I tell people this, they would not even believe me. They were like, this is wow, this is crazy. But then as I grow older, I'm like, oh. And it's important that I have this information for where I'm going and what's about to happen. It's kind of like a foreshadow. But we might see it as like, man, this is so bad. Or like I had to tell a friend two years ago, he lost his dad in COVID. And he was, you know, he was low, you know? And I was like, listen, I get, I get how you're feeling. You're in your grieving space, but just know it's perspective in the pain you're enjoying right now. That perspective, that wisdom you get, you're gaining, is gonna be able to not only grow you and build your character, you're gonna be able to help someone else that's in a similar situation. So sometimes the bad is not really bad and the good is not really good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it, it, the, the, the good is like really bad and the bad is somewhat good. It's like, it's weird to say, but it's sometimes the opposite, but people don't know. And I think that's why TV, mass media, social media, commercial so enticing to the flesh because that entity or those people they don't have the information on what's on the other side of that and then when you get on the other side of that whether it be money fame fortune women dating whatever you get to see like this ain't it but if you don't have the perspective you can't really it's like i can't really tell some person they shouldn't be chasing something they haven't caught because they got to learn their own way so it's it's, it's very you got to live your life and, and figure out what you're here to do like you said earlier i think it's important yeah and like more often than not you, you know this i mean perspective doesn't come until years later much of the time right like with the things that we go through whether the highs of the highs or the lows of the lows sometimes it takes the contrast of that experience or just time to do its work yeah for you to be able to actually appreciate and really gain like a visceral appreciation for what you experience in the way that it helped to shape you and you're right nothing's really good or bad um even though it seems like it in the moment but with time it's almost like a memory you know yeah. you can recall that it happened but with time you know it kind of becomes evened out and you just have this appreciation yeah, and then I always say, you know, I get this from Tony Robbins. And I don't have no, uh, what did he say? I don't have no expectation. I have appreciation, right? Yeah. Because that concept for me, reframing, right? Yes. I used to put so much expectation on people or things to be the way I would be or think the way I would think or communicate the way I would communicate. And then that would leave so much disappointment. It's better saying, like, you know what? I appreciate this person. I appreciate this moment, even this challenge even a setback or hardship because it allowed me to learn something It allowed me to discern what am I supposed to be going through in this moment and not really come from a place of expectation because then I'm looking for something instead of becoming something, right? But I always say it's not what we get out of life, it's what we become. And I think this is why the human experience is so important. We try to avoid doing and being because we're afraid to become. And if you just let yourself go and say, listen, you're going to go through some things, but eventually you're going to become something better than before. 
it, it's beautiful. And that's my experience being like things I was afraid of, I didn't know anything about, I just jumped in. And I let the universe just adjust me as I adjusted. And things always work in your favor when you when you have uh, appreciation. Yes, I love it. You know. So do you got uh you got anything that you got that you working on or any projects coming out or anything you working on or how people can reach you or you know I don't know if you do any readings or you know. Heads down right now in my coaching business we were we were touching on it earlier. Yeah. Uh, really continuing to innovate and iterate on that, thinking about more high leverage you know, applications of, of my skills and my value. Um, like you mentioned, Eric and I are in the same the same mastermind program right now. So um, working on elevating and growing through that experience. And then, um, yeah, just working really to, to continue to build and share and create cool content that, that I hope people like. Yeah. Well, you know they're going to like because you like it. Someone <laughs> told me that. Someone told me that it's like, if you like it, they like it. And if they don't like it, it's not for them. Is, then they're not your tribe, right? <laughs> right, right. So I, I've been big on Gary Vee lately, and yeah. his perspective is so like, they was asking, uh, a parent was asking like, do you think I should keep my kids off of social media? You think it's smart? He's like, no. I think that's like a really dumb idea. And he was like, he said, look, I got a 13 year old daughter and we want to find ways to make our kids feel cool or fit in, but just to know social media is the new world we're living in. And mm -hmm. you gotta learn how to exist on it. Like that's their future. So if they're 10, 12, 13, 14, and you're keeping them away from it, like I respect it because I can't tell you how to parent your child, but it's also, this is their life. So at some point they're either gonna sneak on it or they're gonna wanna be on it. So you just gotta find your leverage. And then he was telling another young lady, he's like, so what? Just post, post, what are you afraid of? be a judge right you know what do you and he's like what, what I, i'm he's like i'm 23 he's like you got time what are you gonna rush for and he's like we got if we if we learn to have a better relationship with time we have a better relationship with ourselves mm -hmm. um and and that's how i take that approach like because sometimes to be honest like it's hard bro it's hard at least from my view to put something out and not try to look at what it did right yeah. especially when you intentional about like oh this is one of my favorite videos boom let me see and then sometimes it don't be what you think i put a video like last week it didn't get that many views but one person dropped a comment i'm like it, it touched someone and so i'm learning how to get in the space of not being attached to that right and just like like just putting it out like just put it out because then i get caught up in what's the best time to post right like you hear that hashtags you become so practical and so literal. And now I'm just like, you know what? Do your thing, push it out, and just let the universe work. That's it. And like, we have to, we have to learn to own social media for us, yeah. or we will be owned by it. And, yeah. Right? All of the things that come with that, the comparison, the recognition, the validation for what we're trying to do. And I also think we have to pull ourselves out of that and just say from like a larger life perspective, like, what am I trying to create right now? Like, what is the point of having this platform in the first place? Okay, then that allows me to go more narrow and actually look at the format and the content and say like, what's the best way for me to communicate, you know, what it is that I, that I wanna share? Like, is it reels? Is it posts? Is it going live? Like, those, to me, those things are the little things and you don't ever wanna become attached 
to the days. You want to start to look at your life from a month and from a year's and a decade's perspective, right? Yeah. That was a guy said on the podcast. He was like, yeah, just give yourself a five-year, ten-year goal instead of being so day-to-day because you live from if, – if, I'm 34 and I'm looking at it from when well, I'm going to be at 35 and say like, Oh, what do I look like at 44? Right. How do I get there? How does, you know, how do I scale that? Right. Um, it's not only give you more ground room to kind of work, but it allow you to take that energy that you're using on a time and to put it into the work. And like you said, man, I think it's so valuable to understand what am I doing? Why am I doing it? I tell people every day, I say, you know, what's funny about social media that, you know, quotes, positivity, motivation is all taking precedent, right? I've been doing it since before anything I've done publicly. And I've always been doing content. So when I was in the gym probably three months ago, I sat myself down and I was thinking, like, if money didn't matter, if nothing around me mattered, what would I do every day? I would work out. I would try to eat the best. Um, I would do recovery things. I would research information. I would read books. And I said, man... One thing I've learned is motivation and fitness has never failed me. In my, mm-hmm. It's always been my wife, right? TV has come into my life as a, 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 a mistress, right? But I'm like, motivation and fitness has been my life. I'm going to do that until I can't. Right. So why would I detour from something that I would naturally do without any money or any exchange? And then it's like, I was, I was telling my boy the other day, I was like, Get on the phone and talking about motivation. I love that, right? That's my passion. So to go back to what you said, people could just find out what they really enjoy, what they really love, and build that relationship and just put that out. Yes. You'll feel more good about even when it don't do good because it was something that was connected to your soul and not your mind, right? So it's just, it's just, it's just a privilege that we have. Um, that's another thing I wanted to share was that, you know, we're all a privilege, man. We have privilege. And I think it's everybody's duty to share whatever your privilege is. You know, your my privilege doesn't have to look like your privilege, but we can still share it, <laughs> right? 100%. And I think if people just focus on what they have that's already good, that's natural, and give that, the world will change. Because it's something you're gifted at that you don't have to think about. So, uh, yeah, man, this, this has been fun. Um, I appreciate your time, your authenticity. Um, before we leave, is there anything else anybody want to ask? Anything else you want to add or share? I'm all for it. Um, this was a great discussion on a lot of things. Yeah, for sure. I love what, what Eric was just alluding to, really, which for me is, is just gratitude, like daily gratitude. Um, you have so much to be thankful for. Literally every single thing around me, you know, deserves yeah. thankfulness um, because it's, it's here and it's contributing to your, to your own awareness and to your ability to be alive in whatever capacity that is for you. Like Mm -hmm. there's just so much to be grateful for. And it's important that we share that and then that we create from that place. Yeah. And I want, I want to ask a question on that and it might sound odd. It might be a rhetorical question, but I know one of my struggles in life has been asking for help. Right. And so I remember one year, my boy was like, E, why don't you just ask for help? And I told him, I said, to be honest, I don't know how to ask for help, right? Mm. And he's like, what you mean? I was like, it sounds common, right? You just asked for help. I was like, I don't know how to because I'm not conditioned to ask for help, right? And so 
I, I say that to say, how does a person have gratitude? How does one have gratitude? What does that look like? How can you have, of course you'd be thankful, but how do you be thankful? Because I think a lot of times when we're giving, even for me, when I'm giving people things, it's like, but how, how do I do that? You know, you say, wake up at 5 a.m. and uh, take a cold shower. How do I do that? Give me the process. So from your world, how does one become grateful and have gratitude? What do you think the first start is? I think that, I think there's like three. So there's three emotions that I'm always aiming to hit, and anything that allows me to tap into those, I believe is worth being grateful and thankful for. And so those things are fulfillment, um, purposefulness, and self-actualization. So if I can feel like any of those emotions or any mixture of those are happening for me, then whatever I'm doing, whatever I'm looking at, whatever I'm consuming. Um, that is able to contribute to that, I think deserves gratefulness. And it's just, it becomes natural. I think it becomes inherent when you, again, are working in your passion. Like when you're focused for you, Eric, when you're fo focused on fitness um, and on motivating people, like that is inherently what you're here to do, right? And so it's easy to feel thankful and grateful for those things. And then all of the, you know, all of the spokes around that hub. That are yeah, that, that, you know, it's so funny you said that because I just lit up because I had a flashback earlier today. I was in a park, I was grounding, I was walking and I was putting out a post on one of my pages and I literally was, I was laying in the grass, like barefooted, but I was in the grass and I was looking at my body and looked at my leg. I'm like, damn, I'm so thankful to be in a body where I'm healthy and I can work out. Right. You know? and so I tell people gratitude for me is like thanking my body, like thank you body, thank you legs, thank you arms, like during recovery, like I did cryo yesterday and I did the Beamer and all these things to increase and enhance the recovery in me, right? And yeah. so that's part of showing gratitude is giving back to what gives to you. And I put a, a video out today talking about our body is going to endure whatever we give it. Mm -hmm. So we got to treat it like a parent with your child. How do you groom it? How do you grow it? So how do you treat your body? Do you give it the right supplements, the right energy, the right attention? Some of us don't because we never knew how to. But if we change mm -hmm. our perspective and give gratitude to the body, right? Gratitude. Yeah. Start treating the body different. I think it goes, you just answered my question. When we have that fulfillment, that purposefulness, uh, what was the last word? And uh, you, had, you said actualization. Actualization. Yeah. Um, then we, then you know you hit the point and you just activated that gratitude. So maybe for some of you on here listening, maybe there's three things you can find. Like for me, it's like nature, right? Water and my energy. Like none that I have energy in my body, in my senses. Like I can see, I can smell, I can hear, I can talk. Yeah. It's like I should be grateful. Right. Uh, but it, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful message because. Gratitude is free. Yeah. And we don't spend enough time with it. <laughs> exactly. But it gives us opportunity to, to, to give it, to, to spend time with it every day. We just, we just, it's kind of like the, the guy you overlook and you don't put him on your team because we don't really know him that well. And then you get to sit him down and you talk to him. You're like, this guy's actually good. It's like, yeah, gratitude is good, people. So give it some attention. It'll help well, your life. Gratitude is a free uh, renewable resource that will continue to to give right and you can tap into it every single day the gift of giving uh but yeah man uh this was great like i said once again thank you
for your time. Um, I think somebody had a question and we can answer this. Yes. I know you mentioned our outer self, but do you have a book of podcast recommendation for nurturing our inner child? I can send some, but I think she asked another question. I wanted to know your uh, point of view. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. would you guys navigate giving or receiving advice without taking it personal? What would you say to that? So, Brina, that is such a great question. You have to take the focus off of yourself, um, your feelings, and step out of ego entirely. This is why coaching work is so powerful, because when, it's, when it can be done devoid of ego, it becomes about improvement. It becomes about recognition of opportunity. And then it becomes about creating a plan for results. And that's all that matters. And if you can come out of your ego and detach from how it makes you feel or, um, you know, pulling out your weaknesses and shining a spotlight on them, like that might hurt. It might hurt. It might not feel fun. But knowing you have to know that the, the, uh, the shifts that you're going to be able to create and how that's going to catalyze you before you go into that space, you have to accept that and then say, all right, it's worth doing that for the overall benefit that's going to come out of it. Amen. Take that ego out, out of it. Yes. Because feedback is motivation, good or bad. Because you always allow yourself to learn. Because if you take it personal, then you just, you're taking yourself out of what you're trying to get to, you know? And sometimes we're lacking information or we have blind spots that we can't see. And um, yeah. It's like, I'm not better than anyone. No one's better than me. Right. It's like, what do you, what, what, what type of a, activity or engagement do you want to enter into to activate yourself right yeah right well said yeah so mike this would be up uh i'll share this on my page and then once i put it up on a podcast i'll share it with you but thank you for your energy your information your vibration uh your perspective it's much needed keep winning keep learning keep giving keep living and uh, let's continue to connect, brother, and let's continue to build rapport. I appreciate you reaching out. And um, just thank you for being a light in this universe, man. We need more light workers. We work in that light, you know? Much respect for you, Eric. Thank you so much, bro. Amen. Have a phenomenal day. Talk soon. Peace and love. Right. That is it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And guys, if you're ready to propel yourself to those recurring five-figure months in under 90 days, that I want you to reach out to me. My team will create a customized plan for you free of charge, and we will show you the exact steps that you need to take to level up, right? To hit those recurring 15K months. It's something that we all desire, that we all deserve, and I wanna help you get there. If this resonates at all with you, reach out to me. Please don't hesitate to shoot me an email, michael at newearthknowledge.com. You can also connect with me anytime. I'm on Instagram at The Abundance Coach. Thanks so much. I'll see you next time. That is it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. My book, Content Capitalist, is now on sale. You can visit my website, michaelbecker.org, to grab your copy. There's also a link in the description. And if you'd like to learn more about what me and my team at Neocore are building, you can visit our website, neocore.co. You can learn more there and join the waitlist for when we launch later this year.